All right, we are live. Welcome everybody to the episode today. I'm your host Shane Ripley with Mountain Crypto. Today we really have what I think is a lot of value that uh, we are going to present to you on the Bitcoin ATM. Uh, I've done a lot of research on this actually myself and um, I think there's a lot of opportunity in uh, owning a Bitcoin ATM and um, we're going to go really in depth in this. I actually have some handouts and stuff that I will put at the, um, I'll put a lot of links at the bottom of the YouTube channel. So just go to my YouTube channel and go to Mountain Crypto. I'll be the first guy in a cowboy hat that pops up or actually there'll be a picture of a Bitcoin machine and um, get get all those uh, links to pretty much everything I'm talking about today. And then if you go to our website, mountaincrypto.net, you will be able to um, email me and I will actually send you the Word documents and spreadsheets if you are interested in pursuing this. I've done a lot of the footwork for you. So with that, um, before we get into it, I want to thank all of my subscribers uh, on the podcast and on the YouTube and those that tune in on the Facebook. I typically do the live stream on Facebook because the um, video quality just ends up being better and I'm able to share it quite quickly. For those on the podcast, um, yes, I will, I will try to verbalize as much as I can, but um, you will want to follow up and uh, look at the visuals and possibly get the downloads and stuff like that. My disclaimer is I am not a financial advisor. I'm not an advisor of any type. Um, today, there will be implications that are legal for your state, um, legal federally. There's tax implications, all sorts of things. I'm not advising you on all of these. These are just examples of what I've been looking at, some of the research that I've done. Please do your own research um, and get uh, the proper advice from the proper people. Just use this as some information to start your trek or to add to what you've already done. Um, also, if you go to our YouTube, I'm gonna do my plugs now, of course. Um, I do have uh, you know, a link for anybody that hasn't started with Coinbase. We appreciate the support. We've got a link for Ledger Nano. And then on our website, we have uh, items for techie people and stuff, Bitcoin lovers and cryptocurrency lovers on our little uh, affiliate links and such. So please check those out. We appreciate your support. We will do a Skycoin drawing at the end of this. I didn't set it up, so it might take a minute or two. I'll do it at the very, very end. So. Um, if you're if you're done getting the information and you're not interested in the Skycoin giveaway, then you can go ahead and tune out. So let's get right into it. Um, I was looking into um, for several several weeks, just delving into uh, Bitcoin and um, Bitcoin uh, ATMs, that is, and cryptocurrency ATMs. I did a lot of research. I found some wonderful sites that gave me a lot of information. I made tons and tons of phone calls. I reached out to lots of people, to attorneys, to consulting um, agencies and companies, to um, the state um, here in California on the money transfer uh, requirements and such like that. And I've built some spreadsheets based on all the numbers that I've extrapolated and the things that you would need to get started in your own ATM machine. ATM, uh, it's not really an ATM machine. It's actually more like a Bitcoin vending machine. So, um, but it's called a Bitcoin ATM. So let's get right into it. Um, you can see on the page that I have here, there is a picture of the Genesis coin. Um, this is a company that is right here in San Diego. Um, it's a, a pretty smart looking machine. They come in all different styles and versions and things like that. Um, you can look at a lot of different websites to find out, um, you know, what, uh, what interests you as far as the machine. But the machine is just such a small part of it. Let me just make sure I got my podcast going. Yes, I do. Okay. The machine is just such a small part of it. Here at Bitcoin's uh, website, uh, 99bitcoins.com, they have an article here on a beginner's guide to operating your own Bitcoin ATM. And they talk about the growth. There's been a lot of growth. I think right now the market's down 
I, I would think this is affecting the market a little bit negatively, but yet the companies, and there's many of them that are building these, um, are showing a lot of growth. Here's, here's the uh, manufacturers, all of the Bitcoin manufacturers that are making these machines. I zeroed in on uh, two particular companies. There was some reviews done on the companies, and these top four are the ones that are recommended from uh, these people who have reviewed them. Genesis Coin, General Bytes, uh, Lamassu, and uh, Bit Access. I, um, because Lamassu being in the country that it is, the shipping seemed up there pretty high, so I didn't deal with that one. This one is really affordable, um, but I like the look more of the Bit uh, Access and the Genesis Coin when I looked at it. You can look at it because they're always updating. So these, what I'm telling you, could change. Genesis Coin is located here. Um, in San Diego, so that was nice, but it is a higher price. Bit Access has a lot of uh, wonderful features and things like that. They're uh, based out of Canada, so you will have to um, pay some shipping and stuff like that. So you can go to the map and find out where Bit uh, Coin machines already are. Um, Bit Access, like I said, they did have a pretty good unit. Um, there's two types of units. Basically, there's the um, one-way and the two-way unit. The one-way unit allows you to just sell Bitcoin. So when you think about that, um, you're going to have to go get the cash and then go um, have a way of getting more Bitcoin to the machine. And we'll talk about how that all works. Um, the two-way will also allow your customers to sell the Bitcoin. So if you're in a really you know good location... Um, you'll be getting some Bitcoin back into your machine, loaded back, and you, the cash and stuff will go back and forth. Primarily, just for the record, um, most people are reporting that the Bitcoin machines end up um, giving uh, more sales of Bitcoin than those who... Uh, anyway, I guess I'm saying that wrong. More people come to your machine and buy Bitcoin than people who come to your machine and sell the Bitcoin, okay? So if, it's a, if people panic and uh, come to sell, then that could change um, what, what you would receive in cash as opposed to what you would sell in Bitcoin. So these machines here, um, you can see vary from $6,000 to $8,000. Um, they had a really nice two-way machine for about $8,000 that I was, uh, it was really on the top of my list. Um, also, Genesis had a two-way machine that you could get for about, uh, about $10,000 with everything that I wanted on it. So, um, let's look at this website a little bit more. There's some of the manufacturers. You can click on all those. Um, Man, there's just so much information. You cannot just buy this machine and set it up. There's so much that you have to do. The compliance is pretty big. They have this uh, AML compliance. You have, uh, you have to register this with uh, FinCEN, which is a federal agency. Um, you have to find out what your state requires. Um, your state could be a deal breaker, depending on what state you're at. I understand uh, New York has gotten really tough, and the fees can be incredible um, with the state regulatory requirement. So that is definitely a cost factor, and really even a risk factor. So, like in California, um, if they start, if they are going to regulate you, I mean, it could be the difference of you being in business and being out of business. It really makes it where only a a guy that's got hundreds of thousands of dollars could possibly get into this business and start. So they tell you um, to register as a money service business with the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is FinCEN. And basically um, what you do when you register there, you can do it online, you can do it yourself, or you can have a service to help you register that way. But it's all about you know money laundering and things like that. That's what they're trying to stop. So um, if as long as your transactions are under um, ten thousand dollars, you should be able to uh, 
register as a uh, on a low level, um, and we'll talk about what that what that is. But there's a lower level where you don't have to um, to report, and you can set your machine up where it doesn't make these big transactions, so that you can stay on you know on the lower level of uh, of the requirements that are needed to operate this Bitcoin cryptocurrency ATM. You need to develop a anti-laundering AML uh, program. Um, you have to have policies and procedures. You have to have a compliance officer. Um, it has to be audited once a year by a third party. There's a lot of record keeping. Now, you can pay services to do this. You can pay services to set you up so that you do it yourself. Um, but the auditing, the third-party auditing, there, I couldn't find any way out of that. So um, you're going to have to do that. We'll look at the expenses and what that cost. We'll talk in detail of what that involves. Um, so there's their conclusion. You can look at that article. I will, like I said, I will take the time and put a bunch of these links into um, the description of the YouTube at the very, very bottom. You'll have to scroll all the way through all my uh, other things. Uh, block, block on Nomi or Onomi, however you say that. You can go here to this website. It's B-L-O-C-K-O-N-O-M-I.com and uh, look up Bitcoin-ATMS and it will take you to this page that uh, talks about these machines uh, Bitcoin ATMs, and um, they're very popular. Uh, if you can find a high traffic area where the rents are not too ridiculous, this is where you want to go. This is what you want. People are putting it in malls, gas stations, different places. So use your creativity. Um, it it might behoove you to you know, especially if you're talking to the um, state. Um, entities about the money um, transferring registration and license or whatever it's whatever you want to call it you probably want to call this a Bitcoin um, um, vending machine or a Bitcoin kiosk because uh, ATM is linked to a bank account and this is not linked to a bank account this is not linked to a bank account so it really doesn't fall under the same jurisdiction and standards and and honestly if if it does then a lot of people are going to be put out of business because it's just too expensive they make it where only the banks can get in there um, you can go to coinradar.com now um, coinatmradar.com this is the website that you are going to spend a lot of time on we'll go there and take a look at it um, they have a roadmap for you um, of where to get them, how to use the the whole thing, how to um, buy and sell these, all sorts of good information. How to start a Bitcoin ATM business. I've done a ton of research on this and printed a ton of resources. I'll show you what I created right here. Let me just get this camera up. Why is it not coming up? There we go. All right. So what I've created is a three-ring binder right here. And in this binder, um, it took me a lot of work to get to it, but I have a page here. Let's see, You don't need to see all the information. You just need to know how it's set up. I have the startup costs. I have the one-year um, outlook and cost. And then I have um, the second year cost, and then also my profitability factors. Then uh, my cats are going crazy. Then what I have um, is a section on my funding. For me, I was looking into using my 401k or my IRA. So um, there is a, a company, KKOS uh, Lawyers. They offer a service where you can borrow against your 401k and pay yourself interest. It's about 7%. And they set that up and you can borrow up to half your 401k 
and um, depending on how long it is you're going to retire is how long you can you can split up the payments and there's calculators online that you can go to um, to figure out what your payments would be based on how many months you make it and paying yourself the minimum interest um, one of the things is if you're going to run a, a ATM Bitcoin kiosk vending machine what have you you're going to want to have a um, an LLC now I'm not giving you advice legal advice but you know you'll want to talk to your attorney and find out you know what you want to have if you want to have a, like a S corp or an LLC most people starting off small are getting LLC now there is fees if you decide um, to set up in Wyoming, which is very favorable for cryptocurrency. And my belief was I would set up my LLC in Wyoming. And they, you would need a registered agent. And, and they pay for um, you to be able to register your LLC in that state. And it's $125 a year. It's actually $99 for the first year right now. If you want... Um, this company, um, which is with the KKOS lawyers, I have the information. She can actually set up your LLC for you as well. Um, it's $400 to $450 plus state fees. Now, the other thing you want to do is your company maintenance compliance. Once you get an LLC, you will need to do maintenance. There's minutes that have to be done in, quarterlies and things like that. Um, if you're not familiar with an LLC, you may need someone to walk you through that. I believe they have uh, $99 for the first year, and then it's $100 a year after that. And they just send you the paperwork, and then um, you fill it out and, and go on. I have a section on regulatory, which a lot of this information came off of the um, Bitcoin ATM radar website that I told you. And then I have a section on compliance for the state, and we'll talk about that. I printed some information on revenue and cost of running an ATM, so I could kind of go down and look at the different um, um, costs and things like that that I would be, be experiencing. Liquidity is important because you need to have um, cash, and you need to have... Um, money to buy a um, the bitcoin and the cryptocurrency and things like that so liquidity is very important it needs to be evaluated how you're going to do that whether you're going to get on an exchange whether you're going to load it with your own bitcoin or whether you are going to do what they call marrying and marrying was what i favored and we'll talk about that and then finally you have to decide what machine you want um, and then you need to have legal there's legal services that you are probably going to need. And then you are going to um, want to talk about space rents and things like that. So these are just how I set up my three ring binder to get me going and start, you know, extrapolating information from the website and really build a plan um, of sorts to, to be doing that. So let's get back and look at... Uh, at this so they actually give you this checklist we talked about that um, you saw how I set mine up now um, that's a lot of information that I have in this three ring binder it's taken me a long time to go over this and read it and and try to come up with what I felt was a good understanding of what I was looking at um, you're gonna need bank relations you're going to need um, to find a good location some of the locations they recommend uh, pizza as 12% of, of uh, ATMs, Bitcoin ATMs are located there. Cafes, uh, gelatos, 9%. Uh, companies, offices, things like that. Shopping malls, 7%. Supermarkets and delis, 6%. So high traffic areas, this is what you're going to want to look at. Um, you want to try to get rents as low as you want, uh, as low as you can. In fact, if you can get the people to let you have the machine there, um, like on a trial basis for a hundred dollars or something a month and then tell them that, you know, if it looks good, you'll double it. And then if it looks even good again, you'll, you'll triple it to 300 a month or something, you know, you can try to structure it like that, or they may want a percentage. Um, most Bitcoin, ATM machine owners, it seems, are trying to give a monthly 
uh, monthly fee, okay? But uh, it's up to you how you structure that, okay? And you'll just want to use like a basic rental agreement and you can modify that to your ATM machine. And those, you can find those, uh, you can actually look up basic um, Bitcoin ATM rental agreement here on this website. I'm, I may not try to find it, but if we bump into it, we'll look at it. So here's the top four that they recommended after their research. Um, Genesis Coin, 7,000 to 15,000. General Bytes, Lamassu, uh, Bit Access. They said the machines are 7,000. The ones I was interested in were more like eight. So they say the cheapest is General Bytes at the time this was written. But just do your research and see what uh, works. Volume and fee size. So, yeah, when you're the machines, you have options for the machines. You can load these with Bitcoin, and um, in that case, you know, I I hated that idea because you know now you take all the risk, and if the price, you know, if the price goes up. If you're a genius and you can buy Bitcoin and load your own machine and the price goes up, or if you have stockpiled Bitcoin yourself and the price goes up and you want to sell it, sure, go ahead, load it with your own Bitcoin. But if the price drops, then you're going to be losing money big time. So I did not like that idea. If you use an exchange where they're just really buying off the exchange, and I understand you can set the machine up that way, you are asking for more compliance because now you are really becoming in and not legal advice but you're becoming in the eyes of certain states a money transfer that is going to put you in a whole nother league that's going to cost you you're going to have to have full-time employees i'm basically in my opinion and the fees are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars okay so if you're just getting started, that's probably not going to be something you want to trigger. So don't use an exchange. Um, I wouldn't do it. And remember, what the state says today may not be what happens tomorrow. So regulation is still being ironed out on a state-by-state -state basis. So um, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> Draw a little blank here. So we were talking about compliance. Um, we're talking about, oh, how to load your machine. So the technique that I found that I liked was called mirroring. So mirroring, what that does is it creates what they call a hot wallet of sorts. And um, you would have your money with, say, we'll say Coinbase, okay? But you can do it on other exchanges. We'll, we'll uh, support merchant services you would have, say, $10,000 with Coinbase in USD. And uh, it would be set up through your business account and they would understand what's going on here. And a customer would come up to the Bitcoin machine and they would put in the order and that order would trigger your hot wallet to buy the Bitcoin. It would pull up the price and then they would have so much seconds to make the buy at that price. And that would lock you in at that price. So when they buy it, um, then in, the, in your markup is included. The software in the computer figures your markup, which actually is very high. It's five to some guys charging 12% and higher. The average, I think, is about 6% uh, or so of the markup, which you need because there's a lot of cost. In, in this business so you do need a, a bigger markup some businesses charge eight percent i heard very successful bitcoin businesses charging eight percent so you have to have it because of the the cost and of exchange and the cost of and we'll go into that in great detail so let's continue to look at this um, list here so that's one thing you want to take into consideration um, is how you're going to get the Bitcoin on your machine. I suggest the mirroring with the hot wallet technique. And I'll give you some links for that too. Um, you can see here that uh, they've done a little bit of, uh, of figuring here. It takes about six months 
with advertising to really find out what you're going to make. I've heard three months, you, sh you know, you should start seeing a big uh, boost in the amount of people that come to your Bitcoin machine. But if you um, put in a good location, you know, the average monthly they say here that it brings in is 30000 So remember, you're only going to be getting a percentage of that. Um, they said the average Bitcoin ATM fees here are 5.5 to 7.5 to buy. And then also um, for selling, there's a fee to sell. So those fees, you would get you know a percentage of that. So this is back around, uh, when did they do this? It's, you know, a 2017 article. So it's, it's not super, super current, but it gives you something to go by. Um, customer support. So when you buy the machine, you need to find out, you know, if it breaks or whatever. What kind of uh, customer support? Is it one year? How much do you pay for it after that? Um, you know, things like that are important to, to do research on as well. So, all right, revenue and cost of running a Bitcoin ATM. Let's look at this. This is a good article. I have this one also in my book, and I use this to do a lot of my research. Um, the fees that they come up with here are scary high. I've actually come up with some much lower numbers, but uh, let's take a look at it. How much can you expect to make? Legal costs of a Bitcoin, cost of the ATM hardware, the rent, cash collection and exchange services, liquidity, um, that's the cash you need to buy and sell the Bitcoin, customer support, um, costs associated with the manufacturer of the machine, customized branding, campaign, sales volume, other cost. So you can see here, the cost of starting the ATM business, you have to register with FinCEN. Um, you may need a lawyer. We'll talk about that. I actually have a lot of information here. I'm going to save you a ton of time and uh, give you some good resources. Registration at the state level, we talked about lawyer costs. Um, AML, KYC, know your customer, you know, your anti-money laundering laws. Required approvals. You know, there's licenses, business license, maintaining policies, who's the compliance officer, who does the annual audits. All of these things are something you will have to um, look at and put in your plan. Um, purchase price, producer, delivery cost, installation, software setup, all those things could be a factor. Um, maybe you can do them yourself. Maybe you have to pay someone. That's something you have to make a decision about. Rent. What is the rents? Uh, what kind of location? Is there a revenue split or is it just a rent? Can you get them to keep it for their, you know, at no cost? You may want to um, tell the people that you're talking to about the Bitcoin. I start off right by saying, hey, you've, have you heard of Bitcoin? Have you heard of cryptocurrency? They say, yeah, I heard it's down. Well, guess what? It's really hot and the Bitcoin ATMs are really popular and people that put them in their business establishments are noticing up to 30% increase in foot traffic. And there's an article in on this site here that that cites that and you could you know you could make a brochure and quote that and talk to them about, you know, well wouldn't that be good if you had sales increase and increased foot traffic? That's free advertising that uh for their business. So that's a plus. Um, cash collection and exchange services. So you may not want to go collect the money yourself. You know, collecting money is dangerous. You know, do you have uh, uh, some sort of security training? Do you have a uh, license to to carry a gun? Or, um, you know, do you have a partner to go stand back a ways and, and you know, maybe video uh, what's going on? Uh, are you are you bold enough to go move this kind of money every day? And if you do, you know, how will you do it? Do, are you going to show up at the same time every day so that that guy can easily victimize you? Are you going to pay hefty fees for someone to go pick up the money, you know, and you have to trust that they do it um, honestly? So that's a question you need to ask. I was going to just take it all on myself, you know, to keep the funds down, keep the costs down at first. Liquidity, we talked about that. You will need money. You will need money to buy Bitcoin. 
especially if you have a two-way machine. You'll need money in the Bitcoin and you'll need cash in the machine. Customer support. What is it going to cost? You, a dedicated phone. You know, when you have this Bitcoin machine, does the, does the machine maker offer a support phone number? Is there a cost for that? Are you going to put your number there and be available to help with customer support? You can't just leave people hanging or um, they're going to have, they're going to be very dissatisfied and they're go the, the word is going to spread quickly and um, you're going to lose business. This is going to take dedication. It isn't just set the machine, kick back and make tons of money. It doesn't work like that. Layout and customization of branding. Are you going to do your own advertising? Um, what kind of what kind are you going to do? You're going to have custom software that advertises, you know, your particular brand of Bitcoin. Is that included? Is it something you can do? Is it something you're going to have to pay to have done? Again, more advertising. Um, you can register at uh, BitcoinATMRadar.com, your machine. I don't think they charge for a basic listing. They may have services for, you know, better recognition and listing that costs money, I would imagine, if you look at it, okay? Sales volume. So, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to guess until you get the first machine out there. But uh, once you get it out there, if you can make it through that initial startup and start getting some numbers, then you will have numbers to work with and you can start to find out what's working, what doesn't work, how you need to load your machines, if you need to raise your prices, um, all these different things have to come into play and you have to be prepared to deal with those. A lot of other costs, which uh, we'll talk about some of those. You're going to insure your machine for vandalism. Uh, you're going to need liability insurance. Um, the owner's going to want to make sure they're not responsible for the machine. So you will need to prove to them that you have a sufficient amount of insurance because they don't want to be liable. Legal costs. This is where it can get pretty expensive. Legal costs typically run... Uh, a 200 to to on up to as high as you can think of for attorneys um, you look here and you'll see that the FinCEN operator may need to develop a compliance uh, they're quoting cost of a thousand to ten thousand dollars here um, I've got some pretty reasonable options here uh, they have the AML, anti-money laundering, and know your customer program drafted. That could be, you know, twenty to twenty-five thousand. Uh, maintaining compliance annually can cost five to eight thousand. Independent audit can be ten thousand. Uh, the application costs for um, the state. If they said that uh, it could be five hundred to a thousand or more, California is like five thousand dollars. Bonds can cost you several hundred dollars a month. Um, $500 to uh, $5,000 for a bond if a bond is required. Um, ongoing compliance review can be eighty dollars to $100,000 because um, it could, uh, you could have to hire someone outside depending on the state. There's uh, other legal costs that you're going to have to deal with. You know, having a compliance officer you can actually be the compliance officer if you're just a, uh, you know, a one-member LLC or it's just you and your wife. You can actually designate, you know, um, your wife as a compliance officer and keep the cost down that way. Hardware cost. Um, this is the machine. You know, again, six to fifteen thousand just for one. Shipping cost. Um, Five hundred to a thousand. I think that's actually kind of low. Um, it could cost much more than that, depending on where, where you sent. So they said that the Lamassu machine delivered from Portugal um, reported shipping costs as much as 30% as the price of the machine. So keep an eye on that. Um, machine cost uh, installation could be two to three thousand dollars. ATM costs and hardware usually 15, ten to fifteen thousand. Rent payments. It says three hundred to seven hundred. I easily found people in kiosks that wanted two to three thousand dollars here in San Diego, California. Cash collecting services two hundred to five hundred, um, fifty, forty to fifty dollars a month for the transfer of the money. 
you've got all sorts of cost here. So liquidity, they say you should have like 50-50%, you know, anywhere from fifteen dollars to $35,000 in liquidity. I was going to do with a bare bones minimum and be changing my machine money out every day for for a while until I could get my liquidity up because I just I wasn't able to have that much money available for the plan. Um, what else? Manufacturer costs if you want some sort of um, services. So uh, some of them actually take a transaction a fee. Genesis takes one percent. Um, bit access takes. 20% from earned fees volume. That's kind of high. I don't remember seeing that before. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't remember them doing that. That kind of makes them not look so uh, desirable now. <laughs> um, layout customization. Get your branding. Again, the sales volume. I was reading that some people only make 10 grand, bring in 10 grand a month total. So you're getting, you know, say 5% of that, uh, maybe 6, maybe maybe 8, whatever you decide to charge. And then, you know, the 1% is going to the machine company. You got a couple percent going to the exchange. Um, you know, your bank, if you go into the bank all the time with cash or whatnot, they're going to be charging you a percentage for deposits on that um, because of, of business services. Average transaction sizes are anywhere from a hundred to five hundred dollars the buy sell ratio most people usually are buying about eighty percent and the sell is twenty but it, it ranges it ranges depending on the market so that's something you'll need to uh, look at transaction numbers hopefully you'll have uh, at, at least an average of hundred and thirty or more so there's kind of your layout, you know, there's a lot of other costs too that pop up. Like we talked about insurance and things like this. I just take a swig of coffee here. All right. So, let's see what else we have here. Here is an article on Bitcoin liquidity providers. Um you may want to actually have a service that provides liquidity. Um, I think it's more expensive. It doesn't seem really worth it. But uh, if you have several machines, this might be something you want to do. You can spread the liquidity across several machines. And that way, if you have uh, you know, one, one machine that's doing really good, the pros are you, uh, you don't have as much risk. But um, the cons are you know, you're going to be spending more money. This article, again, is at coinatmradar.com. So you can look at that and see if that's something you want to do. Whoops, keep hitting the wrong button here. Liquidity and, and doing just Bitcoin, I think, is a bad idea. There's how it works right there. Um, very expensive. Here's an example of a, of a company that is doing it. Other liquidity providers... I like I like the mirroring. I really think that's that's the best uh, option. Um, risks of running an ATM, the exchange rate, um, counterparty. You know, if you use your own Bitcoin stock, uh, if you go through a mirroring exchange, I would not do through my own stock. Too expensive. Um, exchanges opens you up to another level of compliance. You don't want to do that. Um, it's too expensive. The mirroring is, is really the way to do it. You get a hot wallet and um, it, it's really, really simple. So here's the mirroring details on the exchange. Um, again, you could, you could do both these. You could do them interchangeably, right? So if you have Bitcoin, you just put them, put them here on, on your hot wallet and there they are. It, you know, you think the market's going to go up, so you're going to make money. But basically, the user initiates the Bitcoin purchase at the machine. The ATM gets access to the hot wallet, sends the BT address provided by the user. The ATM via API connection sends a signal to the exchange where the operator already has an amount open in fiat liquidity ready to be used for trades. The Bitcoins are bought on the market. 
It happens almost simultaneously and guarantees the price is fixed at the moment of the purchase of the ATM. Once the purchase is done, the Bitcoins are sent from the exchange to the hot wallet of the operator, which would be you, and then um, it exchanges to however the purchaser wants to purchase the um, the Bitcoins. So if they want to just put their phone on there and scan it in, or if they want a paper wallet and your machine will print out that for them, they can do that as well. I wouldn't recommend doing a paper wallet. All right, so that's that's the way it is. It, it's a little more expensive. Um, the fees will be, I'm reading, 1% to 2%, depending on what, what company you use. I was looking into using... Um, you know Coinbase and uh, Coinbase Pro going going with that service to set up a hot wallet. Okay. All right. So we'll take a look at uh, here vending machine insurance. Um, I did some research on that. You can do that yourself. Um, these would be considered a vending machine if you try to get them insured as an ATM. You're going to spend a lot lot more money. So I would recommend insuring them as a, well, I don't recommend anything, but that's how I was going to do it. You, you make your own decision. Here's the Genesis um, Bitcoin ATMs. You can see, let's see what's down the page here. I haven't scrolled this in a while. There we go. Yeah, that's a tricky little guy here. They got the two-way. Um, again, the two-way is going to allow your customer to buy or sell the Bitcoin. Now, the optional fingerprint reader, I think this was about $2,200 added on to the cost. Um, not a bad idea if you're going to be accepting the bigger transactions and not knowing what the compliance will be. Um, if it's a smaller transaction, you can set this machine up the way you want. Um, there are some recommendations that, that are out there. You can look at those and see. If it's just $100 or $200, some people just will allow a phone number to be used as identification. Um, if it's going to be you know, thousands of dollars, I would recommend that you do better know your customer. Um, they would scan their driver's license in there or perhaps even a fingerprint for even a higher volume. So that's something you'll have to you know, consult with your legal um, I was going to look at this Genesis one here was one of my other top choices here. They have a two-way, uh, one-way or two-way model with 21-inch. It's got a bill validator. It's got a barcode scanner, thermal printer, um, EMV card reader, high-definition camera, optional fingerprint reader, $2,100, electric locking system, um, all of this stuff for... Um, about uh, just, well, I guess it would be almost $9,000 with the fingerprint reader. So that was what I was going to get. I, f I think I calculated in 8000 for it, but I wasn't calculating the fingerprint reader, but I would add that to it. Okay, so there you go. Um, shipping, I wasn't going to need shipping. So um, shipping costs included to the U.S. only, so that's nice. If you're in the U.S., they are going to include the shipping. Um, I think this would be a good first one to get, and if you're making money, why, this is definitely an impressive-looking machine. Um, would be great in a kiosk or a really high-traffic area, you know, maybe an airport or something like that, or uh, maybe a college campus. I don't know. You'll have to figure that out yourself. Let's go back and look at the uh, bit access ones, which I was surprised that that article said that they charge 20% fee. So check with these websites and make sure um, what kind of fee they want that they're scalping off of you. And uh, see, the. I think a lot of people like the, the other brand, the Lemur, or the La, I forget the name of it, the one out of Portugal, because I don't think they do any scalping. Once you buy the machine, that's it. It's yours. Um, the bad part is the shipping, but maybe they've changed their policy. Here's the models that they have. Got an entry level here, holds a thousand notes. Um, total capacity 1,070 notes. They've got a two way, you can do one way or two way with either one of these. 
And um, there's your prices, 6,000 and 8,000. So that's pretty cool. Looks like you can get maybe the software only. So I don't know what that that is, but okay. So that's that is kind of the overall rundown. Now what we're going to do is I'm going to show you what I've created in my own adventures here. What I've done. Okay, let me see. Can I just open this by itself? A little bigger. Don't need that. Um, shoot, thought I could. There, let me close. Let me make this bigger. Okay, bigger. Let me get rid of this. All right, here we go, guys. Okay, so if you want a copy of this, just go to my website, mountaincrypto.net, and uh, fill out your email. I think there's a place where you can leave a message. Let me know that you want uh, you want this stuff, and as I have time, I'll send it to you. Okay? ATM startup. Uh, again, I was looking at a loan from a 401k. Uh, actually, it had been rolled over to an IRA. I also had a little 403b, just a tiny one that I had, and I was going to roll that over into my R uh, IRA and um, then take the loan. The KKOS lawyers um, were going to charge me to set that up $500. Um, you might be able to do it through the website of who is holding your account, but uh, it didn't find Fidelity's website to be real free and easy of understanding how to do that. So they don't seem to accommodate that. They seem to accommodate rollovers into their account, but not to anyone else's. So um, those are issues. Those are issues you will have to work out. Uh, I did figure, you know, business cards and maybe a few brochures, um, business cards just to hand out at meetups and uh, different events that I would go to. Brochures to talk to hand out to um, potential. Um, areas where I would place the machine to kind of promote why they would want one. And um, so Vistaprint was the company. You can go to Vistaprint online, very affordable business cards. Um, LLC maintenance. So we talked about the maintenance. Once you have an LLC, um, you will need to, to main, maintain it, um, have the minutes every month, and so on. Now, for all that legal that is set up, the um, all of the legal you're gonna you're talking about setting up your KYC, your anti-money laundering, all of those things. Um, I found two main people who do that. One was Becky Lloyd. You can see her email right there. She was going to get me a basic setup, not including any fees or anything, for what I need for five hundred dollars. Um, there was a very detailed, in-depth program from um, another company, which we'll talk about, that was $5,000, um, very elaborate training program and all these other things that were included. But uh, I think for a beginning, you could definitely get by with, with the program from um, Becky Lloyd, who is in a law office. Okay. To set up your LLC, if you want to pay uh, an attorney to do it, you can pay up to $500 per state, or you can go to LegalZoom.com, and the basic is like $150. You're going to do more of the footwork. They're going to give you the very basics, enough to get you started. Um, they have other packages that I think go up to $200, $350, whatever. City license, um, once you get your legal entity set up, um, you may want to get a fictitious name first, and that's going to cost you maybe $100 to $150 or more. City license, I really don't know what they are. They used to be only 50 bucks, but I've heard that a lot of cities are getting you know, very, very greedy and wanting a ton of money for business license. It takes too much of their time, and they want more money. Uh, you're going to want a website for your ATM. GoDaddy, I looked at one, uh, seemed to have what I wanted for about $250 a year. 
State fees for your LLC. Um, first year in California is $800 plus a $100 filing fee for a total of $900. Wyoming, uh, the, the yearly fees are only $25 and the initial filing fee is $100 for $125. That was what I was looking at. I was going to set up a LLC in Wyoming and then have it registered in California, which means you still have to pay all the fees California wants. Legal compliance, again, uh, we talked about that. Um, register with FinCEN, AML compliance in place, MSB if required, uh, KYC, AMC policy. The range depends on uh, what you want. Bit AML was up to 5,000, a basic program from um, Jennifer's law office there was $500, and I thought that was sufficient to get started. You will need an independent audit every year. Um, that is going to be through Bit AML. Um, they have a they will do that for you as a third party for five thousand five hundred dollars. Was the quote I got? If you have more machines, I'm sure it costs more. That was just for you know a small one machine type deal. Hot Wallet Mirror Service is going to cost about one to two percent of your transactions. You banking services, you're going to need a bank for your business. You're going to want to make sure they're, they're Bitcoin friendly and uh, you'll probably need at least a couple hundred dollars to open the account. You could have fees for making deposits in a bank with a business account. If you make over so many um, deposits, if you're in there every day, they may charge you a fee. It could be up to 2%. California state regulation for Bitcoin ATM or vending machine per um, February 4th, 2019, they do not regulate it if you apply for a, um, I, I, they got a, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's, was it no, no compliance or no, hopefully I'll stumble across it. Um, if you apply for not being a money transfer because it's not tied into banking, they will just send you an uh, email or you will make a phone call and they will tell you that um, they are not regulating a Bitcoin um, ATM at this time. So that could change. And then if it does, um, you're going to have to follow that regulation. It's going to be very expensive. Rents varied. Um, I had a friend at the gym mall in San Diego. We were talking about $300 a month. Uh, kiosks that I called for in San Diego ran between $2,000 and $3,000 a month. The units I was looking at varied between $6,000 and $15,000. We talked about that. Um, some of these fees, depending on what unit I bought, were um, not going to be an option. It weren't going to be something I had to have. Insurance for vandalism and liability. Um, this is something, you know, we don't want to have our machine hauled off and then we have nothing. We don't want the place where we're renting for our ATM machine to be. For our Bitcoin machine to be, we don't want them to feel like they're going to be liable. Um, so those run from my online quotes from 500 to 1500. I think the 500 is not really a very good fee. I average that out in the spreadsheet that I will show you next. Reserve funds minimum 3,500 to 10,000 dollars per machine. So the above is an example only. It is not advice. Okay. So let's look at our spreadsheet. We'll go into that. Um, I actually created two tabs here. The first year tab. Let's see if I can increase the size a little bit for you. Make it a little bit more legible for those that are getting the visuals. First year startup. Um, my loan was going to cost me $500. My cards. Um, see, the low was like bare minimum. This is the bare minimum to get started. You can see the cost all tabulated there. Cards and brochures from zero to 200, LLC maintenance 99 to 150, LLC setup 150 to 500, city license, fictitious name, website, state LLC fees, compliance setup, bank account, deposit fees, rent for three months. I went with rent for three months because I really wanted to just do this um, and really analyze if it was going to be worth it or if it was something I needed to pull out of or to be able to project if I was going to be able to buy a second machine. And we'll talk about why a second machine would be probably a better idea if you are going to go into this. 
Bitcoin unit, insurance, exchange fee. So my low total for just one machine that I came up with was $12,849. My high fee was $25,799. That made my midpoint at $19,324. So in reality, you know, when you go as cheap as you can, it's never as cheap as you think. It always is more. So that's why I did both and came up with a midpoint. Um, the goal was to try to stay closer to the low, of course. Um, but the medium was to just kind of put a, a little bit of reality into the picture so that I could um, see, you know, what's really going to be more realistic. Things don't always go as you planned. Second year, this is probably going to be the one you guys are going to want to see. Um, I based all this on the information that we went over that I had extrapolated um, the LLC cost. This is second year cost. So the first year obviously costs more um, and the second year um, is costing less. So what are we going to make after all these expenses? Um, doesn't include reoccurring fees or yearly rents. I only go three months. So on a monthly, I come up with... Um, the expense is going to be about $700 a month. Um, if I figure out the three months, then I go up to $768 a month. That's my expense. So if my earnings, and these are the, the estimates that I got, um, I'm, more, I'm very conservative, of what I, would, what I would actually be bringing into the machine. So 1500 was like a machine that brings in, you know, um, a lower amount, say $10,000 total. And then um, the 10000 could be a machine that brings in like $30,000 of, of sales and also higher, higher fees. So the earnings could range after these expenses anywhere from $732 a month to $9,232 a month. So I'm figuring it's much more on the lower side, um, especially when you're first starting because you're not going to just go in and, and all of a sudden there's just going to be tons of people in line buying. So it's probably you probably might even be lucky to hit this low one here. So then I just did a quick extrapolation of what about two machines? Um, this is also going to increase a lot of the other costs, which I didn't put in there for insurance, rents, cash on hand, things like that. But just to give me kind of a ballpark, what would happen? Um, so if the monthly machine was making this much or this much, then the earnings would be this much or this much. So the low was $1,982 a month, and the high was over $18,000 a month. So those were the numbers I came up with. Um, it certainly is looking a lot safer from a low of $732 to um, a high of $19.82 for, for two machines because the expenses are not going to double for, for two machines. The initial is, but remember, we're talking about the second year of money. The initial outlay for the first year is going to go way up, right? Because you're going to add that extra machine, another, another $10,000 or so. So it's something to think about. So I hope this um, helps you make uh, a decision, helps you think about uh, what your costs are going to be, and um, will help you on your quest if this is something you're looking into, or it will um, make you think that uh, maybe your money would be better in something else. So in the end, um, when I looked at buying one machine, I kind of thought that with the market down like it is, that my numbers were not as strong as I would hope they would be. Even though the market seems very positive and it looks like uh, there's a lot of money to be made, I just, I personally just thought that the $700 a month wasn't worth all the risk and all the outlay that if I were three months into it and my numbers were wrong or I weren't making that, um, it would be very quickly wipe out that $700 a month. When you look at all those expenses and all that outlay, um, it looked pretty risky to me, and I thought, you know, there's just better places for me um, 
to put my money if I were to put my money out. But I can see if somebody really wants to put in a big investment um, and buy more machines, I think that uh, and place them very, very well. If you have a lot of business savvy, then this could be something for you. But for the average person, you know, boy, I tell you, it's 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 pretty risky, I think, overall. But there's a there's a big reward possibility too. It could really go either way. But um, I've decided to hold off for right now and uh, look at other things that I want to do. So that's pretty much everything about the Bitcoin ATM. I am going to do the drawing. I did neglect to um, put the uh, put the site up. So everybody on the podcast, I'm going to say thank you to everybody on the podcast. Goodbye and uh, check this out on YouTube.